0: All right any compulsive overeater Hi, Eddie, Eddie. Eddie. okay you know uh, this is uh, i haven't really sh- shared maybe once or twice since, since coming back and that was online it's very very different um uh let's see what do i have to share today i like i like the, the format of you know what it was like what happened where i'm at now that seems to that seems pretty helpful for me um, so first, I'll just share kind of that I'm coming from the perspective of this is kind of my experience and my understanding of it. It's for anyone that's maybe new, but this is this is this is from my vantage, may not necessarily represent everyone's or may not be your experience. Um, so first, I'll say that one of the one of the things I've discovered. Let um, me start off with kind of where I'm like right now, and that is. I, be, I started a program um, probably at um, 30, 32, something like that. Um, and then I had a good, I had about eight, nine years, and um, and then I relapsed four, I relapsed. I'll talk a little bit about that in the pitch. Okay. And then I'm back for, now I'm back for coming on two years, two years back I have years. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm I don't really have the numbers. I'm just happy to be here. I'll tell you that. because I know not everybody that walks out comes back. So that's where I'm at today. So what I've learned is a combination of what I've remembered kind of coming back and where I'm at now kind of is a second layer experience away. Um, so would it, would, let me see. Where do I start? I guess I'll begin sharing that. One of the things that brought me to the program um, that I learned by being in program was that my entire life I had operated um, with uh, a few key stories, with a few stories, few stories in my head that were continuous narratives in my life. Uh, and really there were, I, I've come to learn about those being, really being resentments. And holding on to those and really using those for a good deal of all of my behaviors, my actions, my decisions. And I've come to see that as, um, as part of, um, uh, come to see it that way. So, um, Composable reading, I believe I've earned my seat in here. Um, I in my head, it was a kind of a childhood origin. It was like a looking backwards. I was like, well. I grew up, you know, single-parent household, and, the, and, and at a time when I think it was, uh, I mean, for a good deal of time, it was, you know, it was a lot of perceptions about families with single parents and a lot of being put out there, and that negativity kind of being pushed. I still remember the kind of media reporting and stuff like that about the low, uh, low expectations for some of us uh, who come from single-parent households. Um, anyhow, so I raised for a single, single mother. Well, my parents divorced when I was five and in my head, that was kind of one key part of my life. My parents divorced, my dad, um, my dad took off. My mom was with my mom and I was, you know, lucky to be with my mom, but my mom was young and was dealing with her own stuff too. So one of the things I I learned through my mom was I, I used to blame the way she ate I used to blame that I could hear her purging in the bathroom for most of my life. Mm-hmm. I could hear her and I could see. I knew when there was the green box of slimming tea in the cabinet, what was going on. And when all of a sudden there were these random, uh, there were um, things on the refrigerator, not for me, but for her, to kind of self-deter, um, and there were all any combination of you can imagine so you know these were kind of in the back of my head when i kind of started as later on as i started seeing what i was doing was a little normal um to see it at that so here was my mom she was she she was um showing me these ways i used to have i remember that you know she picked me up late from work um, i'd be at my grandma's after school she picked me up and she probably hadn't eaten dinner so she'd go through some drive-through Go through drive-thru, get some food. And if I wanted to get any of the food that she purchased because she was eating it pretty fast, I had to join in there and get some myself. So it was either keep up or you ain't you're not getting anything. And you know, and that's not gonna happen with me. So, you know, these are the type of attitudes and 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 practices that that um that I observed. Um and so I would look, look backwards and blame this and and blame uh, my mom for that, and then the other half of that story, the other part of that story, is blaming my dad for not being there, and that comes and that that feeds into a little bit today where you know I'll i go by, I go by um, but people really close to me get to call me Eddie because that was a family nickname. However. What was what was part of that experience of of my name means going to school and being renamed, being told that I should have I should change my name to something that teachers should could be able to pronounce to give them an easier way to say my name and to give them permission to rename me to something that was convenient to them. And um and people still do that to this day um, and and expect some sort of accommodation for my name to their mouth. And this this experience um growing up growing up in in the community where there was not a lot of it was a, a little bit of a mixed community, but not definitely not a lot of Spanish speaking um uh community, yeah, close like closer to LA. So, you know, here I was with this name, and then I didn't have a strong cultural, as strong of a cultural connection as with my dad and my dad's family and I, and, I, and I have that connection now, fortunately, but I didn't. So here I was with this name. I didn't really understand. I kind of felt a little like embarrassed and and and, and knowing that when the teacher was gonna call attendance so they had a substitute knowing that they were fumbling with the name, it was probably gonna be mine. and um, And so I had these kind of twin things where my mom was doing the best she can. My dad wasn't there. And I was just, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a lot of uh, family around, extended family for us. Extended family, what for me, was particularly huge. So these, these are these are kind of things that I held on to, my dad being absent, this kind of lack of cultural, uh, a certain aspect of cultural connection that I, I didn't feel I had or the, with the strength I wanted, I should say. And then with my mom struggling with her own stuff, those are the stories that that kind of stayed in my head over the years, as I tried to understand and, and I tried to and I projected blame onto why I was the way I was. Um, <clears throat> those stories followed me through, uh, you know, a lot of part of life, you know, because I didn't do good in school, because my mom didn't didn't help me, or because I went to eleven schools, you know, when I should have probably only been to a couple. Um, All of these, these different uh, experiences are things I held on to as to um, my food and reasons to explain. Um, and I say this because those are stories that I've come to realize are stories. Maybe they're a little bit true. Maybe they're mostly true. I don't know. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really care. I'm not the person that cares about why so much. I care that. is, is, it's that's where we're at? Okay, I don't care to w- use extended amount of time to look backwards and wish for better yesterday. That's not me. The flip side I think of that is that I'm probably someone that doesn't want to process those feelings and just move right ahead. So I get that too. So I'm well, I'm a little bit aware of that. doesn't mean I won't fall for it, but I'm aware of that. So these are kind of the things that that and so during childhood, I remember, you know putting you know, and I've heard others share about putting food in their pocket and eating all my Halloween candy in one night. and um, and, and a lot of other different experiences that came up even being in program, I remembered something that I had really deeply suppressed at one point was when um my mom had started dating again. I was probably maybe 10 or so. And I remember being in so much pain and fear that I was a loser, like I grabbed a knife and like I was gonna stab myself. And like I hadn't really shared that with anyone and that, that came up in in program at some point. Um that like at ten years old to be in in that much pain, mm-hmm. like, like <laughs> I feel it right now, mm-hmm. like that that's like strong pain. And so as you carry, as I carried this, you know, and tried to adapt to life, I was just not equipped. I was fortunate enough to have people around me to kind of keep me in some bounds, and I realized that not everyone is. Um, drugs were drugs weren't really something for me. That is kind of how I saw it. Um, but food was okay because it was acceptable, celebrated, and shared freely. So, you know. So I have this kind of cultural, this kind of, this idea where, that I'm not connected to my culture enough. I have this idea of my mom my mom showing me some bad habits. And it was her fault why I was this way. And I kind of carried these. For, for a lot of years um and struggled when my mom started dating all, all of this these experiences and then my eating just grow gets you know worse and worse I'm okay size and I'm kind of maybe normal in kindergarten um but then by the time I get to high school um uh, probably freshman sophomore year uh, I'm 400 pounds and so I get to I get I get to that point and I was Fortunate enough that I had a friend in high school that knocked on my – that said, hey, you should come boxing with us. And I said, no, it's not for me. <laughs> um, so they didn't take no for an answer. They walked to our apartment. They Then we walked two miles away to the gym. And within six months, I had a key to the gym, and I was opening it for everyone else. So I, I felt in love there with, with the sport. And with that, it kind of turned a switch on for me. And when I start, I began to lose a lot of weight. Um, yeah, probably 180 or so pounds. I'm not sure. A, a lot. Um, and, and so what that showed me is that if I can switch my obsession, it didn't show me like I, I can't see it. I couldn't see it then as clearly as I see it now. Don't get me wrong. But what I feel like I learned was that I could I could control I could channel this energy, there and then, and there's something that I can do about it. So it showed me that there was there was now a way to toggle this my weight and manage and self manage, whereas up to that point there was no real exercise in my life to, to, to do that. Um, so that kind of flipped, flipped the switch to a little bit of exer- exercise bulimia. And um, really obsessing out, about sport and continuing obsessed about weight and appearance and stuff. Uh, so you know, to this day, I you know I know there's a few of us, maybe more. Right? I don't like mirrors. I don't like looking at them. I feel like I have PTSD with mirrors, <laughs> um, and so uh, I will avoid them. But so I discovered boxing. Uh, that really that that changed my life. Um there was and what I learned was that if I push myself in exercise, i I can control things. so i I did that. Um, I was given that that experience. and from there, I learned also, um so I learned I could take it in my hands now. now though here was the control. this was the exercise. and then I took that and I felt like, okay, well, I wanted to go to school, but I didn't have any money. so 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 the military was a natural option for me and this was for a lot of other men in my family okay let's let's do that and i felt like oh the other good thing is that four years of managing my weight will teach me something because i'm not gonna get kicked out for being put on the fat boy program so i wouldn't let myself do that i would i would do something else before i let that happen and so i had that experience like so in that experience was uh was thinking that i was gonna um you know learn to manage I mean, just you know, give me practice right after high school and really that just gave me more more for this disease to develop further right and and then i you know i joined i was kind of I was recruited for the military boxing team and then cut anyone who does any sports that involve cutting weight and making weight knows the uh what happens in there and things just get accelerated and it's these the way this disease works just gets accelerated at least it did from in my experience where um just eating you know a cup of frozen vegetables over a couple of days and that's about it uh, and it got so bad where I got knocked down in the ring like three times because I had like zero energy and like I, I couldn't even I could barely stand up because I had spent so much weight for a fight. So um, you know, so I go. I so I learned these extremes, and then and and then I got out. Uh, then I got out of the military. I, started, I figured, okay, well, there's another avenue, and that's kind of to broaden my broaden my uh, my intellectual. Uh, you know, give, give me give me me a chance to get some financial <laughs> success and access. I go to. I Eddie, edit five minutes. Okay, thank you. So. I go to school and thinking okay well school's gonna help me and you know and get to where i want to be and that gives me that um financial security right so i'm saying here's i coming with uh, some gaps in my emotional security and all these other types of security and then i'm thinking trying to solve seeking financial security and, and going to school to get a job right all of these are steps seeking different forms of security that i will latch on to feeling like it was gonna be the solution, right? If I can mix these things up and I could just eat in this way, um, things will be how I want it. Meanwhile, you know, I can't stand how I look. It's either I can't stand how I look, I can't stand in front of the mirror, I can't stand shopping. Um, all of these things, um, you know, are, are in my life. Um, so, I get all these things. I work all the. I work through these types of uh, these experiences. I get to career, and then I'm teaching, and um, I'm teaching in the jail, and I have anxiety, like feeling. I feel like I'm literally gonna die. Never. That was my first time feeling that. I just felt like kind of blacking out. Kind of um, a lot of energy in my chest. I didn't know what was going on. I had to stop the class, get the get the custody staff to send everyone to their their rooms. I didn't know what was happening, and at that point, that's when um, I knew I needed to do something. And so I reached out to a therapist, um, and and I'll, to shorten it, that therapist is one of the persons who recommended I come to OA, and she recommended I come to OA. It took me a little bit to to come um it took me a little bit to find some 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 strong meetings. i started at a i started at the meeting i guess i needed to start at and i think that's how i go but at the time i felt like, oh this is weak some this is weird oh, this is all weird and you're saying weird things and i just and i don't believe it and you're and you're fake um, and like and and um you know, here I am, like prickly, and people want to hug, and I don't want to hug. <laughs> you know, I, I just want to come in for recovery and go home. Just give me my distribution, my allocation of recovery, and I'll go be on my way. We don't need to be friends. Um, we don't need to change phone numbers. I'm good. You know, and that was really kind of how how it started. But I had to stick around long enough. After all of this, I had to stick around long enough, and 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 to start to see more so you know i was fortunate enough to over time move different meetings move different cities as i moved and moved and finally found skivvy i was for, i was fortunate that uh uh someone came up and said hey i'll work with you um and 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 just really walked me through the steps did um all my steps went through those things and learned a lot through all through going through the steps my inventory and whatnot um, so, anyhow, I'll, I'll kind of jump to then I get over the course of the eight years, uh, tremendous blessings uh, eight, nine years. I got these tremendous blessings, right? In work and in life and relationships and in you know, a marriage and all these things. And I think I have one more accomplishment and I have one more major accomplishment that I need to get, right? It's one thing that's defining. And so I get into that because because um, I was gonna, and, and what happened was then I start to slowly give away my program. Slowly, I don't need this meeting, I need to finish some writing. Slowly, I need to do this. And then um, by the end, I'm like, okay, I rationalize, I'll just focus on this and I'll come back. And that's kind of that's what at the end took me out for a few years and I, and I say a few years because I think I'll count one year as like a prayer year. For one year, about I was praying to come back. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm counting that or how that fits. <laughs> but, I, you know, that's, that's my counting system. So, you know, it took me about a year of prayer just to get back, knowing it was just low. my weight had jumped up. And I put on probably about, an, you know, I still got it on, 70 pounds or so in those few years. Um, and, and, uh, again, I'm still, I still feel lucky to be here. Um, absolutely lucky to be here because I, I know, you know, and, and, and I've seen, I've seen what, what happens in, in these rooms. And I've seen that after stepping out, how much better a day in here is with program than a day out there is without program. And that is just tremendous for me. You. Is that a minute? Okay. So. I am back now uh, again I, I mentioned it so now I'm working with another sponsor and um, I feel I feel good. I'm not where I want to be. I have lots of lots of self-obsession still, especially about appearance weight, all that all that other stuff. Um, I will say this I will say this um, that um, yeah I, I don't know what I was gonna say but i'm just grateful <laughs> yeah so, so, so like, something so no, it don't matter it doesn't matter um but yeah i i'm just glad to be here i know that now to work the tools i know the distinction between myself and the disease i know that we're all here for the same purpose and i know that um there's no other place to go there's no other achievement out there um and I don't see that recovery as any sort of type of achievement. I to me it's more like, am I in it or am I not? Not have I not do I have it or do I not am I in it or am I not? Mm-hmm. Um and and that's kind of where I'm at today. So thank you. Thanks. Okay.